At Armstrong, your connectivity is backed by local technicians, our 24-7 network operations team, and our 24-7 customer service center. Armstrong, unmatched employees, unmatched customer care, unmatched fiber network. everyone and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host Seth Prentice and today I'm joined by Jerry Andre, retired Cranberry Township manager. Jerry, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Seth. Nice to be back with you. Jerry, first I want I have to congratulate you on your retirement. Three decades of great work. Bravo. How does it feel to be retired? Uh, pretty awesome. It's uh, I never thought I'd be as busy as I as I am now, but it, it's a great experience. It's uh, I love my job, but there's there's a life after work. There is, and I'm I'm sure being a grandfather is a, a full time job in itself now. Absolutely. Uh, you know the township did an amazing job to honor your legacy. They named a street in your honor, a bench featuring a plaque to be placed in a park of your choice, and the Jerry Andre Endowment Fund. We'll discuss the fund uh, later in the show. But I wanted to get your thoughts on when you heard everything the township was doing to commemorate your service. Well, actually, I learned of that at the night of the final board meeting. Um, it, it, it was overwhelming. I was just uh, overwhelmed. It's still soaking in. I haven't really soaked in everything that happened that night uh, from the videos, from the comments, from the uh, all the different recognition. It, it, it blew me away. I was just I was stunned and extremely, extremely honored and humbled and appreciative of what the board and the, and the fellow employees did. I wanted to have you on the show today to talk about some of your favorite memories and highlights of being township manager. Things had to look quite different when you first took office. Did you ever imagine what was to come in the early years? No, I did. You know, I think um, I think everyone that changes a job always has initial. Uh, doubts. You know, I would tell you within the first probably three months, I said, what did I do? Why did I come here? Um, uh, but after I got beyond that period of, oh no, what did I do? It's been an amazing ride and amazing experience. Because uh, it, it has changed. When I came, we were still in the old municipal building on Rochester Road. Um, although the new building was built and ready to occupy um, we were still in the old place and just having my interviews uh, the initial interviews were in the old building, but later on the board invited me to come over to this building that was just being finished. And what impressed me most about the board was the boldness and in, in, in buying this current building and the vision they had for the community. And everybody kept saying they, most people, when you ask them where they live, they always say they're post office. And I said, but this, and this community said we, they live in Cranberry Township and there was no Cranberry Township post office there. So the community really related to where they actually lived and not to, and we had four post offices at that time. And that really, impre- yeah, we had four, Zealy, Evans City, um, oh, what was that, Mars and um, Bradford Woods. 
but people didn't refer to the post office. I live in Cranberry Township, and as a as a practitioner of local government, that's rare. And so that really, it just said, these guys know where they're going. They really want this township to move forward. So I remember those interviews. And then, of course, they, they invited my wife to come to one of the interviews. And we just really made a connection. And it's been growing since. <laughs> and I'm guessing, you know, especially when you're first interviewing, the meter farm was actually a farm. And now, you know, you take a look and go, Whoa, what, what happened? What, what, yeah, back then, we were, it was around 12 or 14,000 people. Um, still, we had two one-lane bridges in the township. Nothing on 19 Freedom. It was, it was totally, we had no, no place to go. But if you wanted to go for hardware, we had to go down to Hackinger's. Uh, we had two small hardware stores in, in the township. But like for major stuff, we went down to the old Hackinger's in North Hills. Um, it, yeah, it was just, it was different back then. Oh, for sure. Of all the projects you were able to be a part of, what was your favorite and why? Probably the most, um, one that was most impactful to me was actually the planning process and the visioning, the, the, the visioning process for the, the, the community went through to determine where it was going. You know, everyone builds sewers, everyone builds, has police and fire. What impressed me was this, this community through its governing body always looked down the road. Where are we going to be in 5, 10, 20, 30 years? We all studied life cycles of a community. And, and we all realized what happens in the life cycle that speeds up the aging process. So we identified all those issues because the, the, our governing body here for decades has always wanted Cranberry to be healthy in 20, 30, 40 years. So the decisions being made today, they always looked at it by what does this mean to the community in 20 years and 15 so that we wouldn't create legacy costs from the basic things such as pension, health care costs. The board never did post-retirement health care, was very careful on pension planning um, and in the investment in infrastructure. So I think that process was the most meaningful to me. And then once you once you know where you're going, it's easy to get there. And then the vision was to build a high quality of life in the community. We always say every community has the basics, the roads, the sewer, the water. But what sets this community apart? And the vision was a high quality of life. That went back to the parks. Let's keep our parks and our libraries second to none so young families would come here and stay here. No, and you've definitely done that and continue to do that. Was there a community that you were mimicking at the at that time for your vision and blueprint for what you've become? Because I know a lot of communities try to use Cranberry to help, you know, structure where they're going in the next uh, 20, 30 years. Not really. As you know, Pennsylvania is very diversified in local government. Eastern PA has a little more progressive way of planning. Western PA, many communities don't even use the word zoning anymore. We actually, even, you know, Butler County, as we know, up north, you don't use the word zoning. It's called the Z word. Um, so there was a lot of examples in Western PA. Uh, Eastern PA had some examples, but um, we had some great staff like Dan Santoro was very much involved in the planning process in the 90s. And he would he'd stayed in touch with municipalities across the nation. Um, our board always 
felt that let's not reinvent the wheel. Someone else has already done this. Learn from others. So we, the board was very assertive in pushing education and, and awareness of what other communities were doing across the nation and learn from them. So that's, although they were carving their own path in Western PA, it was rather unique in Western PA that many, many, there was a lot of opposition to some of the things we were doing back in the 90s. Well, it sure paid off for you. I can promise you that. I think it paid off for the entire community. I, yeah. The property values have gone up consistently. And I, you know, I always tell everybody, that's part of the, of the manager's jobs here is to keep property value. When property values start diminishing, there's something wrong that people are not moving into this community. You've always been a very positive and determined person every time I've interacted with you. I'm not sure you'd ever give up on anything or anyone. Was there a challenge during your time that you just thought there's no way we're going to pull this off and amaze yourself when you did? Well, yeah, probably in the, in the, in the mid to late nineties, when the board adopted a new comprehensive plan, that was an extensive community outreach effort. There was a large political effort launched against the board to turn that direction. At that point, I had three little kids. I was the chief bread earner for the family. And, and I was worried. I was worried that uh, it was the most expensive local government campaign to replace the supervisors in the history in Butler County. The opposition spent $60,000. That was in like 1996 to replace the current board because it was the major property owners, folks that felt what the board was doing was going to hurt property values. And uh, I did have two job offers on that time. But I spoke with the board again. I said, guys, and I was so convinced, and the board was so convinced, the board was doing exactly what the residents wanted done because of the planning process that we followed. So I said, I'm going to hang in there. I, I believe I believe in this in my heart, and I believe what you're doing. And, and the elected officials at the time all overwhelmingly won re-election. So I, that was probably the most difficult time because there was a lot of personal attacks. I know maybe you know, some of your staff, and you're, you're too young to remember this, but we had some large property owners that made personal attacks upon township officials. And it was, it was stressful. And we'd all get calls at two in the morning with you know, threats about, you know. So yeah, it was a difficult time in Cranberry's history, but we got through that. And I have to say, the folks that were really uh, after me uh, at that time became great friends. They all apologized, and they came back and said, you know, they, they opposed it. They just didn't understand it because it was unusual for Western PA. They all came back to the person and said, wow, what you did has made and what the community did made this a better community. That's crazy that it came full circle because came typically – you never hear that happening. So unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry that that did happen, but I'm glad that people were willing to, yeah. you know, come back and say, Hey, you know, our, our bad, we're, you know, we shouldn't have done yeah. this to any of you. Yeah. Well, I think what's important Cranberry's culture is we were always never break down community. We never stop talking to each other. People may, may, you know, may have yelled at us, but we never stopped talking. And I think that's the, what are they, strong features of Cranberry is the communication between the, go the government and its residents. 
No, and it's true, and, and we're seeing it, uh, you know, in, in our uh, upcoming episode with Dan. Uh, we'll get into that because it's been it. quite quite impressive of uh, how that's been going. Um, yes. What are what are you most thankful for in your time servicing uh, Cranberry Township? Well, working for uh, great elected officials who never put politics in front of their decision. Uh, they always looked after the community as a whole. Having uh, the, the board supporting hiring the brightest and the best people, they never asked. Residency wasn't a requirement. You didn't. You had to say, "Well, you're going to hire a Cranberry resident," because uh, that's you know, that's a big issue in government. Sometimes you have to hire, but that doesn't in, 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 uh, improve someone's intelligence or qualifications. So, working for a great boards over the years, uh, allowing to assemble a great staff. That I always said I was never the smartest manager in the in the state. I was the smartest guy who to hire and make me look good. And, and Dan Santoro was one of those great, great, great guys that came on board early on and is continuing on with the management of the township under the board's guidance. Uh, it really has, and you know your staff and now Dan's staff. You know, there's not a person that serves this community that you know I can't say uh, enough about because they're all great people. Yeah, well, it's it's a culture that that's here. I firmly believe in the culture of, of an organization, and that's just what Cranberry is all about. Truly is. What is the best piece of advice that you could go back in time and tell yourself for starting out as manager? And is it the same advice you gave Dan as he was preparing to become the new township manager? Well, certainly, I thought a lot about that that comment that you mentioned to me a while back, Seth. I would say it's more difficult today to govern. Um, going through the difficult 90s, I'm a firm believer in, in professional journalism. We had like three newspapers at the time that covered Cranberry. They were done by professional journalists. Today, it's hard to govern because there's social media has taken over everything. And so much misinformation is driven by folks that are opposed to a policy issue. So communication's always been a a very important part of this organization. Early on, the the board supported hiring people to communicate. Now we have a great team headed up by Tina Fetco. Um, But their challenges and Dan's challenges are much greater overcoming that that misinformation uh, in the social media. So it's, it's having you know the advice I say: don't, don't overly. You you only hear from the folks that are the loudest. Yeah, you know, I always say I learned more back in my days growing up with my kids in the township by by going to the kids' ball games, sitting in the bleachers, standing in the outfield, just listening to people talk. Um, so it's easy for if you're sitting in in the office that Dan's in now to be overwhelmed by those dozen phone calls that are poses something, but I like to always remind them there's 29,999 that love what's happening here. So it's balancing the, the pressure from social media uh, as well as what's what folks, folks are happy here. They, they truly are happy here. And I, my grandkids, as you know, in the parks with all their activities, I spend a lot of time in the parks and people love living in Cranberry. And if there's something, you know, I always say to having the municipal office here in the municipal center, it's like city hall on main street. If Dan makes a mistake, 
He walks out in the hallway. He hears about it, and he can make immediate corrections. Oh, that that's that's very true. And, and I will say that it's not only just residents of the area. I will say that you know, especially with as much going on in all the parks, uh, even visitors are impressed with everything that has been done and is going on in this uh, in Cranberry Township. Absolutely. I, I do believe the parks attract new residents. Eh? It, the, the key was to create a great community to live in. One of the objectives in the, in the, in the 1990s uh, comp plan, at that point, we were, we were all experiencing the brain drain that was happening. Uh, our youngsters were graduating from the great universities in the area and leaving the area. And the board, in their wisdom, said, create a world-class community to live and everything else will take care of itself. And that's truly what happened. The Cranberry Woods Business Park opened up and the other business parks that created because high quality employers want to locate where their employees want to live. So by balancing, you know, by keeping a great quality of life uh, attracts people, are popular. Whenever you start losing population is also a sign something's not right. Why are, and it is a competitive area after people are picking and choosing where to live. And, I want you know. I'm sure Dan and, and the past administrations have always said we want you to select Cranberry because this is a great place to live, and, and then demonstrate that through everyday practices, the culture of customer service, and and high quality public facilities. That's for sure. We briefly highlighted the Jerry Andre Endowment Fund earlier in the show. Would you like to explain what this fund is for our audience? Well, thank you, Seth. Yes, I mean, I, I was overwhelmed. I mentioned to Dan, I don't like the recognition. And I said, Dan, well, maybe if we do something, let's create a fund for the parks. Because I know quite often as a community matures, sometimes priorities try to, try to pull the funds out of the parks. Yet the parks are critical to keep this community healthy. So let's, I, I suggested to Dan, maybe we just create a, a fund um, that can be used to, to not do maintenance in the parks, but add those special features when something comes along. If someone says, hey, I want to add a, a nice feature to the parks, they have a place to go to get some special funding. And, and I, you know, I, I was visualing maybe five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 would come, but I believe we're up around 90000 almost $100,000 in the park fund right now. And wow. that blew me away. That's incredible. It is incredible. I, I, when they told me that number that night, I thought, what? Is that 9,000 or 95,000? And it, it was very, that, that just, just stunned me. And, uh, and that, that will be administered in the Cranberry Township Community Chest. And uh, yeah, that was, that was very meaningful to me. That's amazing. And if people would like to donate or help with this, uh, do they reach out to the Community Chest? Yes, can you reach us, CTCC, and uh, yes, please. Uh, be most appreciative to perpetuate that that fund to keep Cranberry a very attractive place for of all ages. In fact, last, uh, I think, what, what's today's, Mon Monday? I think Saturday I was down at Grand Park early riding my bike, and that park was buzzing. One of, one of the supervisors we all know and love is Bruce Mazzoni, uh, and the pickleball courts were packed. So I took a video and he's out of town this week. So I took a video and sent it to him and said, Bruce, 
when you first talked about pickleball five, six years ago, I think Dan and I both said, are, are you nuts? No one's going to play pickleball. Sure enough, I think there's five, 600 people in the pickleball program now. And Grand Park was just bustling with, with walkers and bikers and basketball and tennis and softball. It was great. It just, I, I always tell people, close your eyes and imagine there's no parks. Where would we gather as a community? There'd be no public spaces to really gather. And I, I think that I, I, an opportunity for the folks to gather and get to see each other, know each other, uh, embrace life is what sets a community apart. And, and I think it's quite visionary of what you did with your three parks because not one of the three is the same. They all provide different opportunities, you know, be it, you know, North Boundary with the, the swimming pool, you know, Community Park has an amphitheater and Grand Park just has anything you could ever imagine. Yes. Well, that was all through the community visioning process. You know, the uh, North Boundary Park was the first major park and that's where we built the swimming pool. When I came here in 90, the swimming pool was a hot political issue. Uh, there was a group of people that didn't want it. And the board felt it was important for our future and they plowed ahead with it, and despite some strong local opposition to it. But we say, look at it now. I mean, what I asked people that one of the supervisors that was on at the time was, was opposed to it. Uh, after, but about 10 years later, after he retired and moved away, he came back with his, his grandkids. And he made a comment to me, Jerry, I am so sorry I fought this pool for so long. I wish it was here for my kids. And uh, I, I think that just – and you, if you go up there, you'll notice all the real estate cars jump, uh, you know, drive by. Everyone wants to bring their client past all the parks because everyone wants to live near a park and have those amenities. So that – it all – works into keeping not I mean, good for people to be in a public place, but for property values, sustainability, it'll keep this community very attractive for decades to come. What a legacy, sir. What a legacy. Well, any, la any last words for our listeners or something we may not have covered, you know, because I want to give you this time as uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for everything you've done. Well, I, I want to reach out and thank Armstrong, Armstrong's been a great partner to us over the, my, my career here. Uh, people here in Cranberry want technology. Now, our average age is in the high 30s, middle mid-30s. Uh, technology is so important. So God love Joe Taylor. I spent a lot of quality time. I said, Joe, we need more and more and more, bigger pipes, more faster speed. And Armstrong has always come around. I, I know Armstrong's now doing an upgrade in the system. And I, and I can't be more complimentary of Armstrong on everything you're doing to keep that technology available to our residents. Cranberry values partnerships. We don't want to, Cranberry doesn't, you, you get nothing by fighting with people. You find ways to work together. And I, I want to compliment my, uh, tip my hat to, to you, Seth, and Carmen that works with you and the entire Armstrong team for everything you've done. You provide a free Wi-Fi to the, to the parks. And I think that uh, first I said, well, why do we want people going to the going going to the games and looking at their their smartphones? But that's the way of life now. That's the way. And I think Armstrong has had to several times increase the capacity of the parks because everyone's on it. Um, but 
that's that's life. We change and we adapt. And uh, so, yeah, I, I want to thank uh, you and, and your partners here at Armstrong for everything you've done for the township. Well, we greatly appreciate it, Jerry. And uh, thank you for taking your time out of your day to be here. Uh, you know, once again, thank you for everything you've done for the Cranberry Township community. You know, you've left a legacy that many strive to achieve. And I think you've set up uh, years of success. And we have some people that are just going to continue to grow what you uh, laid ahead for many years. Thank you, Seth. And I'm very confident Dan Santor will take it to new heights of excellence. Thank you. For Armstrong in the Loop podcast, I'm Seth Prentice, keeping you in the loop. Join Armstrong in the Loop podcast. Great news. All past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites. Search Armstrong in the Loop podcast and subscribe today. When it comes to internet service, you get it all with Zoom from Armstrong. There's unlimited data for unlimited downloads, low latency for seamless streaming and gaming, plus an unmatched fiber network for speeds that can't be beat. Find out for yourself. Go to armstrongonewire.com slash zoom and get high-speed internet for as low as $34.95 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees, just internet made easy. That's Zoom Internet from Armstrong.